0: This is episode number 44 of the Ageless Academy
1: podcast. Welcome to the Aging Academy podcast, sharing the information we need to discover how to grow older without getting old. And here's your host who turns this whole idea of aging upside down, Lee Moat. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to the
0: Ageless Academy podcast. After some radical life changes, I've decided to return to the Ageless Academy podcast because the cultural need for this message is simply too great to ignore. The pandemic has made our message even more relevant than ever. For those listening carefully, you may notice that I've been saying the Ageless Academy instead of the usual Aging Academy. Yes, The Aging Academy is going through another name change, but this one is for a much better reason than the last time. The show notes page for this episode contains a link to an article I wrote a few years ago when I first changed the name of the podcast to The Aging Academy. The show notes page will also have a link to a new article I have written about the name changing from the Aging Academy to the Ageless Academy and the reasons for that change. I believe you will approve of or at least understand the reasons for these changes. For the time being, I believe the URL for either the Aging Academy or the Ageless Academy will give you the same contents or bring you to the same destinations At least that is the way I'm hoping it will work during this interim period. So, I have referred to the show notes page twice now without explaining to my new listeners what this is. Each episode of this podcast is accompanied by a page on the podcast website that has additional information, links, and resources related to the topic of the podcast. If you find yourself desiring more information about the episode's topic, then simply visit the show notes page for this episode. And getting to the show notes page is fairly simple and follows an easy to remember convention. Just enter the URL for the podcast website, which is theagingacademy.com, all one word, no spaces, followed by a forward slash TAA and the episode number. That's it. So the show notes page for this episode would be theagingacademy.com, or one word, forward slash TAA44. And you are at the show notes page for this episode. Oh, and by the way, theagelessacademy.com URL should work just as well. And while you are at the show notes page, why not join the Insiders Club? You will be the first to get tips and tricks to never get old and to help us spread the message by becoming an ambassador for the Ageless Academy. Details are on the website. But let me get on to today's topic. Today, I would like to explore an up-and-coming cultural trend being pushed forward just as much by the older generation, the generation who typically holds on to our cultural conventions, as it is by our younger generation, who have a greater tendency to explore new cultural ideas and mores. And this is especially true abroad in Europe, where, again, cultural explorations happen at a faster pace than it does in the United States. The trend I'm referring to is a coupling trend called living apart together. This is not a legal status such as married, single, or divorce. Indeed, many of you have already been exposed to the idea of living apart together, which is what today's episode is all about. Although it may feel or seem a bit self-explanatory, the first thing to do here is to define what this term truly means. After Googling this term, living apart together, and reading a few articles, I've come up with the following definitions that we can use to start our exploration here. This concept applies to couples who are typically unmarried and do not share the same address, hence the living apart aspect. However, their connection to each other is more serious and committed than typical dating scenarios. They are usually monogamous and include the other person on an almost daily basis depending on the needs and circumstances of the people involved. The couple may even provide assistance with aspects of daily living such as cooking or shopping, but each person maintains his own separate home and finances. Upon learning of this concept... I began to believe that there was much value in our culture adopting such ideas for coupling amongst older people. Each year, the percentage of older Americans who live alone has been growing steadily. In 2018, 20% of people 65 and older live alone, and that number is still increasing each year. Older people are more likely to be living alone in the U.S. than elsewhere in the world. By the way, you can go to the show notes page to see the citations I use for to come up with the statistics that I'm giving you here in this podcast episode. In general, the American household is changing. It is changing over time to become more older, more likely to consist of single adults or unmarried partners. Also, Older couples are getting divorced at a faster and faster rate. And it's not just high-celebrity couples that are untangling their marriage knot. But the list of celebrities that are going their separate ways keeps on growing. Not only do we have the famous Bill and Melinda Gates separating after 27 years of marriage... Al and Tipper Gore, who were married for 40 years, decided to end their union as well. He was 62 years old when he made the decision to go a separate way. And of course, there's Jeff Bezos and Mackenzie. They were married for 26 years and decided to end their path together. By the way, Bezos was 55 when he made that decision. And Robert De Niro was 75 years old when he decided to separate from his 20-year marriage to Grace Hightower. And then there is, of course, yours truly, who decided to go a separate way after spending 47 years in his marriage. With all of this running around, it seems to me that it is time to consider alternate coupling approaches as they are doing in Europe and in Canada. It seems time to explore what this living apart together could actually provide for our culture in beneficial ways. It seems time to explore whatever benefits there may be here and to consider these options in our paths ahead. The trends in our demographic statistics clearly indicate the need to consider something other than the current designations of married, single, divorced, widowed, and so on. But I do not expect living apart together to be a legally sanctioned option that is spoken of in the circles of family law or tax codes. Since this is not yet a fully accepted coupling option in our culture, I'd like to explore the pros and cons as I see them. But remember that what I call a con may indeed be a pro depending on where you stand in your life situations. So you be the judge as to whether you call these pluses or minuses, regardless of whatever label I put on them. The first issue that typically comes to mind relates to the issues of fidelity. So let me deal with that one first. The living apart together concept that I am and will be referring to is a monogamous connection where it is agreed that each is to be the intimate companion of the other. That means the protection of private information and personal spaces that connect the both of you. Couples who are living apart together are not dating. They are committed to each other. They are committed to each other for the duration of their connection. Furthermore, by the time we reached our 60s, 70s, and 80s, most of us have realized that monogamous connections with our intimate companion is far, far simpler and that our years have given us a strong appreciation for that simplicity. At the risk of sounding too conventional, I don't see where such connections could work as a cultural option unless they were monogamous. The concerns, fear, and images of infidelity are too strong in our culture. If there isn't trust between the partners, then being apart will be a constant source of insecurity, doubt, and conflict. This trust issue is a conversation that every living apart together couple should have. Now I'd like to look at the legal side of living apart together. Since there are two domiciles, households involved in this, and ideally two separate financial entities, one for each person, the legal issues tend to be minimal here, especially as a relationship starts off. As we know, there are no legal concerns in simply falling in love or finding a person that you'd like to partner with. But that does not mean there are no legal issues to consider. Take the following questions as examples. Every intimate connection starts with hopeful and positive expectations. And why shouldn't it? Such euphoria can lay the groundwork for a long healthy times together, but that same euphoria can blind us to the possibility of an acrimonious end to the connection down the road. Good communication skills plus minimal documentation should be able to guide the connection to a graceful and honorable termination should that be needed. So be sure your initial conversations touch these possibilities, especially if significant assets are involved or shared. But there are more pressing considerations here, especially for older couples. Matters of health and sickness, long-term care, and dealing with each other's families under such conditions, or worse, I'm sure you can see where such documents as advance directives, powers of attorney, and wills become an issue in these sort of circumstances. That is not to say that every legal leaphole should be buttoned up tightly. That tends to take away from the joy of relationships, in my opinion. But these things should be discussed in any connection that is to last for a long time, especially in older couples. How will the partner be recognized by the other one's family in the case of sickness or death? Some understandings of these circumstances should be held by both parties concerned. Such intentions can be captured in audio or video recordings or in a written agreement. I read one horror story where one partner was trying for days to get in touch with her living apart together partner, until she found out that his family had placed him in a nursing home without telling her. This kind of thing can easily be avoided with proper communication with all affected parties. But there is one subtle detracting factor about living apart together that concerns me the most but it has to do with the people involved rather than the coupling arrangement itself. I previously spoke about the issues related to monogamy and how trust must be established between the partners. There's also the very important issue of communication. Living in two domiciles can open the door to poor communicating practices in the relationship. There are those couples that tend to <clears throat> tend to go their, to their separate corners during times of emotional stress. These couples tend not to be skilled in expressing their feelings and emotions. Living apart together can be the wrong choice for such people since the tendency to huff off into their own personal spaces can destroy the opportunity to resolve difficulties through talking with each other. Which is really the only way to properly correct things as opposed to just sweeping the difficulties under the rug. Living apart together may not be the best choice for this type of person if they are looking for a strong and lasting relationship. With the biggest detracting factors of living apart together previously mentioned, I'd like to turn my attention as to why I think this is a viable and attractive coupling option in our culture. As I mentioned earlier, the number of people 65 and older who are living alone is increasing in our culture. Despite our need for intimacy and companionship, a lot of us also find comfort in our individualism, solitude, and life routines. Being able to maintain this individualism this individualism is one of the key advantages of living apart together. When we reach our 60s and beyond, many of us have a full life of hobbies, networks, professional concerns, and routines in place already. Giving all of this up for the sake of having an intimate companion doesn't always represent a fair balance, depending on how entrenched we are in our life circumstances. Living apart together allows couples to still own their own lives while enjoying the real advantages of having an intimate companion to do things with, to build memories, and to spend quality time with. Returning to our own individual living spaces after a fun-filled day of being together is often just right for a pair of introverts, while ending the day with a shared meal and a nap in each other's arms works quite well for a set of extroverts. And then there's everything in between those two extremes, and I'm not making a pun here. The arrangements are perfectly flexible depending on the needs and comforts of the partners. Many times, there is a desire to preserve a separate home to maintain individual family customs and traditions. Older adults, their adult children, and their grandchildren may feel very attached to their parents' usual living spaces, and older adults may feel extremely settled in the homes they have lived in, loved in, and maintained for years. Living apart together provides paths and solutions to navigate through these kinds of emotional puzzles while allowing for the enjoyment of emotional, intimate connections. Another positive factor that observers and participants have noticed is the following. In any relationship, as it moves along time, partners become accustomed and predictable to each other. This is bound to happen in any relationship, as I said, and mature people accept this inevitability with grace and love. However, couples who live apart together can keep monotony at bay for much longer periods of time than those who have decided on traditional coupling options where they are constantly exposed to each other. Living apart together couples have a greater tendency to idealize their partners over longer periods of time which keeps monotony at bay for much longer periods. Now I want to talk about something that is common to all of the coupling options available in our culture, but is particularly relevant to couples who are living apart together. Our culture tends to promote the fascination of instantaneous results. These are the results we get without investing a lot of time and effort. The prevalence of fast foods, fast sex, and get-rich-quick strategies are all symptoms of this kind of thinking. The fast and superficial has replaced the slow and profound. But many of us reaching our 50s and beyond have realized that there are no shortcuts to any place that's worthwhile going. Marriage, or any good relationship, requires an ongoing investment in time and effort. Typically, but not always, the more we put in, the more we get out of the, our connection or relationship. Relationships are simply not made in a day, a week, but, to, but can sometimes take months or even years to show the tremendous value embedded in them. Our American society seems to provide an endless stream of potential romantic candidates, and this gives us very little incentive to cope with the inevitable difficulties of in any ongoing relationship. If the relationship is treated as a commodity, Then the partners will tend to replace rather than fix the connection, and it will not last. Investing time and effort into into improving a relationship is much harder, but is often so very much worth it. It is this effort and time that facilitates the development of the profound love that so many of us seek. However we fall in love and whatever arrangements we make, Please make sure that you are dedicated to the building and development of that relationship, not just having it around. Regardless of the coupling option you take, live in that relationship and be dedicated and committed to it and your partner. Maturity and wisdom shows us the value of this approach. And that wraps it for this episode of the Ageless Academy Podcast. I certainly hope you enjoyed that information about living apart together. If so, there is more information for you on the show notes page for this episode on the website. You will find links to articles and videos containing even more information, statistics and insights on living apart together. You can also leave me a comment as to how well you liked this episode or what could have been done or included to make this an even better episode for you. If you prefer to leave me a message directly, the address and information on how to do that are also on the show notes page as well. You can also join the Insiders Club from the show notes pages as well. Insider Club members receive additional communication and information from the Ageless Academy that add to our ability to stay vital and engaged in the winter of our lives. So how do you access the show notes page? The first five minutes of every episode contains this information, but I also repeat at the end of each episode for those who may have missed it. The URL to the show notes page for this episode is Theagingacademy.com, all one word, no spaces forward slash TAA44 Just put that URL into your browser address bar and you are there. I certainly hope to see you and your comments on the show notes page there and I will respond to all that I can. So until next time...
1: Thanks for listening to the Aging Academy podcast with Lee Mowat. Check out more content and resources by visiting the show notes pages on the Aging Academy website at theagingacademy.com. That's theagingacademy, no spaces, dot com. Stay with us on our journey of learning the many ways of growing older without growing old.